What it do, baby boo? This one's crazy. Let's get fresh with Jules and Jess. Hi, Jess. Hey, Jules. You always sound so much more positive than me when we start these things. Are you still sleeping, girl? Wake up. It's the allergies, honey. You know those yeah. dogwoods in full bloom, girl. <laughs> I saw um, Callie, who's in our, our Say Yes group, posted something like, I may have survived COVID, but I'm definitely not going to survive allergy season. And honestly, it's very relatable. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. I don't think that people in other states even like really understand because when I moved cross country back from Colorado, like I forgot. And like the second I got in from Colorado, I walk outside, my car is like covered in a layer of green. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot about this. This is a thing here. Yep. It's terrible. Absolutely. Jess, I'm laughing internally right now because you just lagged so bad. And I'm like, oh, is this going to be a teller for this podcast? Anyway, Jess is out of town right now. And it's, it's just the, the podcast universe wants you to be here in Georgia because you did not lag once the last time. Just really? Like- and meanwhile, I was like watching your screen, like frozen, like, eh, 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 and I was like, oh, remix. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, listen, people still listen to us anyway, despite our challenges we have, but Hey, maybe one day when we start getting them million dollar sponsorships, you know? <laughs> It'll get better, but who knows? Can I, can I also just say your skin looks amazing. And this is funny because like, I watch, like, I feel like on this podcast, I talk smack about you, like popping your pimples, like while you're (laughs) FaceTiming me. And this is like the first time I feel that I like, not the first time that's so such a backhanded compliment, but this is like one of the first times, like I popped up and I was like, oh, she's glowing, honey. You know why? Cause I literally just finished a workout like 15 minutes ago. And I have, mm. I had a tiny bit of makeup on this morning because I had to go do something for work. And then I did a workout. Um, so anyway, it's the glow underneath the makeup. So it's giving me this really lovely effect that I'm, that you're seeing right now, but yeah, no, I actually feel a huge hormonal one coming in. And isn't that the worst when it mm. hasn't emerged yet, but you feel it, it hurts. It's coming. You can't stop touching it, which is only <laughs> going to make it worse. Like you're not even trying to squeeze it. You just keep touching it. You're just like, mm, yeah, I was literally going to say, you're just tapping your chin right now. Like, I am, you're so inquisitive. I, I just, like go back in there. Stop. So I, all right, this is such on a tangent, but I have to say it now because you just mentioned it. Do you regularly work out in makeup? I've never noticed. Never. Well, I never really wear makeup anymore unless I have to do something for my job or like I have to look nice because we're filming something or something like that. But no, I like literally don't wear, I haven't even bought new makeup in probably over a year, which yes, I know is disgusting. Like I'm sure people are like, you're supposed to replace <laughs> I'm like, okay, shut up. Like I, whatever, who cares? Like I don't even replace, like I haven't replaced my foundation in over a year. Like I haven't been doing anything. So there's no point of True like on. Um, and truthfully, like I love the way I feel when I wear makeup, but I hate taking my makeup off. I mm-hmm. do it. I never, I'm not the type of girl that sleeps in her makeup. can't do it, but I hate taking it off. It feels like Same. literally the biggest chore on the planet. And it is so frustrating. So, and same going off of like what we talked about last week with the haircutting cape around your neck and like 
you just become the hideous creature from the deep. That's how I feel when I take my makeup off at night. I'm like, I'm so used to staring at myself, you know, cause I'm on zoom all day. So I have to, you know, look like a human You put makeup and I'll take my makeup. Yes. And that's, what's funny. People used to always ask me that they're like, you're that girl at the gym that wears a full face of makeup. And I'm like, I do. I'm guilty. I wear a full face of makeup at the gym because it just makes me feel better. That's because I'm always looking a hundred. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't know. I thought that's the way your face looked. Ooh, I'll take it. No, like we, we don't go anywhere without the eyebrows. Like one might be sweated off at the end of the workout, but she was there to start. I will say, okay, let me ask you a fun question. If you had to have two things of makeup, I'm not even going to say one. I'm going to give you two. What are they like forever? You can never use any other product. You only get two for the rest of your life. What are they? Um, my eyebrows, chapstick and that's, Uh Oh, did you say eyebrows and chapstick? You cut out. Yeah. Eyebrows and chapstick. Okay. I respect it. Mine's what def- are you? definitely eyebrows and, um, probably concealer. Yeah. I got them dark. Oh dark yeah. See, I need to figure out the dark circles. Us Italian women. Let me tell you, people are like, are you tired? And I'm like, probably. <laughs> yes. Probably. Well, it is like, there is some sort of like genetic, like it's kind of like the inset eyes, I think is what mm-hmm. they call it. And I have it too. And Chris has it too. And I'm like, our poor future children, they have no hope. They're going to look tired from the minute they come out. Um, Isn't that funny? Because I was just talking to my dad and he was like, you know, what's your type? And I was like, you know what the weirdest thing is? Like the first thing I look for in a guy is they have to have thick hair because I have thinner hair. Right. And like, people know, like they see my hair, like girl, it's weave, honey. You like it? Just bought it. Thank you. But it's like, I always look for men with thick hair because I'm like, if I ever reproduce a first of all, sorry to those future children. Um, but B they need to have thick hair, honey. Cause I am not reproducing with these genetics. Uh-uh. Really? <laughs> so I know I am always a little terrified. Like, I don't know. I just, my sisters have like a thousand children and all of them are so cute. Like, legitimate, <laughs> like and yes, I'm biased, but like, I would tell them like, Hey, like your kids not, I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't tell them, but I think <laughs> it. I might tell Chris, Chris might be the only person on the planet I'd say anything to, but I do not comment about people's babies being cute. Like I just, I don't, I feel like there's some sort of karma that comes with like saying people's kids aren't cute or something. And I have no room for any sort of that kind of karma. Like I need all (laughs) the good baby future baby karma I can get because I just am praying that our future children get Chris's nose because he has the best nose. I like can't get over how good his nose is. Like people comment about it because it is just like the perfect slope. And I'm like, I'm sitting right next to him. Nobody's commenting on my nose. I'm like, yeah, me too. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> We've got the Jewish girl and the Italian girl with yeah. our schnoz. You know, yeah. we love, I love a prominent a personality trait. Okay. So um, Jess, I want to hear what your peak and your pit were this past week. All right. Are you ready for this? Cause this I don't is know the first I time I'm You're like, she's shrugging her shoulders. She's dancing a little. The eyebrows are going, I'm scared. This is like my first official announcement of getting to say this like out loud to somebody. So I'm excited. Oh, I'm scared. Oh no, I'm kind of nervous. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) Um, So I'm officially starting back as an Orange Theory coach next week. And I'm, yeah. Try not to be like too obnoxious and like people in their earphones listening to this. Like, yeah, we just made somebody's heart rate serious spike. You're welcome, Bridget. Um, But yeah, so I'm really excited about that because I have missed my space. I've missed like the opportunity to really connect with people on a like live 
um, kind of setting, you know, because we've been doing the, anytime we go live with say yes, and we do like a workout together, we do anything. It's just like unmatched mm-hmm. the energy you're frozen. I'm going to still keep talking. Just no, you're case. good. Okay, I hear you. Um, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. The energy is just unmatched. So getting to like have that consecutively in my week, um, I'm really looking forward to, you know, and it's funny because as a coach, so many people are like, at the end of class, you know, you brought so much to it. You really impacted my day. And I'm like, you guys have no idea how much you impact my day. Like the energy that members and just the community, like focused on health and wellness returns to my spirit and my energy is unmatched. So I'm really excited to get back into it. Um, and I'm also kind of scared. I'm not going to lie. Like I can't remember the last time I was on a microphone. So we're going to be saying all kinds of things. Like it's such a skill to be on a mic and to talk for, you know, 45 minutes or an hour is, is orange theory back to our classes again. Oh yeah. I'm going to be coaching a 90 minute too. So everyone say a prayer. I never had the the gumption to attempt a a 90 minute, like 60 is way more than enough for me. I can be, I can assure you of that, Um, (laughs) but I, I really am. And it's funny that you are actually announcing this because I really, really think I need to sign up for a membership again in some capacity, definitely not like a full membership again, but like, even if it's one or two times a week, I've got to get my butt back on a treadmill because I'm, I can feel it. The cardio conditioning is crazy. And I think that like, this could be literally a whole other topic of conversation because it's funny, you know, I haven't done orange theory or really cardio conditioning in such a long time that I've just been focusing on strength training. And these are two completely different things that you're training with your body, your muscular endurance, your cardiovascular endurance. And it's like, I came back and people are like, you look amazing. You look great. And it's like, thank you. Um, but I also can barely run a mile without stopping, which yeah. is a huge little side point that like what you look like on the exterior has nothing to do what is going on inside of your body. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because it's like I feel like I'm starting from ground zero here and I'm literally like catch me doing a demo hyperventilating after a couple jump squats so that'll be me um so yeah but you just gotta get your groove and you'll be exactly it's like riding a bike yep I'm gonna tell myself that yeah no Um, don't be too hard on yourself because I know that's got to be kind of like it is nerve-wracking. And I feel like people have expectations of you too, because they remember how you used to be, but you yeah. literally did it every day for whatever, how many years and that you yeah. haven't done it in a while now. So it just, yeah. take you probably a few class, like, you know, you might have to give a little apology to your first class. Hey, it's my first class back. I'm a little rusty, but, uh, it's okay. I feel like I, I feel like I apologize before every class anyways. I'm like, all right, either you're going to walk out of here, hating me. I'm going to drop an F bomb or seven. Um, so just apologies coming in. Let's go high fives all around. So I am excited. That's definitely my peak. My pit honestly is this freaking allergy season, dude. I I feel like I sound like I smoked six pack of Marlboro lights before I like came on this call. Like I don't even need to like try. I've got the evanescence. Wake me up. Like I'm there. I'm ready. So have you always had issues with allergies? Like since you were a kid? No, no, I've never had issues. That's what's so funny is like now. And like I was telling you, you know, before we hopped on this, I don't have a headache. I don't have any of that. I just feel drowsy. Like you remember those commercials when it was like, don't smoke weed kids. And it was the girl like melting into the couch and her friends, like, you don't look like you usually do. You probably don't. You're too young. No, I'm too young. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, it was, maybe it was like two years to advance for you, but I feel like that chick, I hope somebody is listening to this podcast and they're like, yes, I remember flat Stanley sitting on the couch. That's how I feel. 
with allergies? Do you feel like you're affected by them or not? Are you okay, used to so it? That's why I asked you that question because when I was a little kid, I was in a constant state of talking like this, like I talked like this year round and my sisters, okay, I can't do it. I literally, I, I get upset. Like mm. my sisters still make fun of me for it. Like it's still the family joke because I would like be in the bathtub or something and I would be calling for my mom and I would go, Bob, <laughs> and they like still do it and make fun of me. And like, obviously Chris has heard the story a million times. So like he does it and I'm like, okay, like it's the one thing in my life. Like I can laugh about literally anything except for that. Like, it is not funny to me. I'm Aww. still embarrassed. Like it's horrible. So I, I was a very sick little kid. I had like sinus infections every other week because of allergies. I was, I was on Claritin D like all of the, what was it? Claritin D until I took it too much. And I swear I, bec I became immune because I took it every day year round for years. And then I switched Oof. to Zyrtec and then eventually I grew out of it. I don't have any allergies please. I need to knock on wood. Oh my God. But I do not have any allergies as an adult. Like wow. it's so wild. I, I feel like I did my time and <laughs> I, I'm, I don't have to do it anymore, but I'm very thankful for it because Chris suffers from it. And it's funny too. This is so fun. So this is a weird thing about me. There's like a couple like things. And I feel like it has to do with my like PTSD of this whole situation. I do not like when people are sniffly. I do not like when people sneeze. Mm. Like I have a friend who sneezes aggressively and it's not just one, it's always three in a row. And I'm like this when he sneezes, like I, I well, I, I forgot we're podcasting, but like, I, I just, my eyes, <laughs> like, I look like I am like so disturbed. I'm going to pull my skin off. Like I hate the sound of sneezes. I can't, it is so bizarre. It makes no sense. It's like, for what? Nobody can help that. Why do you care? Like, I hate it. And I think it's because <laughs> I spent all of those years of my life being like the kid that talked like this. So yeah, I just, like. yeah, I just, I can't do it. And like the minute I see a speckle of pollen on my car, I'm like handing Chris a glass of water in an allergy pill because I will not allow him to even get like that. <laughs> I can't talk to him. Like I will, I can, I'm like, oh my God, if you sneeze one more time, I'm going to come unglued. I am. Poor anyway. Chris, literally if people knew, like y'all need to understand that Chris is a saint sent oh my directly from God to Jules because um, the things that Julie puts him through and he just is like, oh my God. Okay, Julie, fine. And he'll just that take the pills. I don't know. That's my Chris voice. I guess don't okay. tell him that. Don't let him listen um, to this podcast. Well, actually, I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen to this podcast, so he'll never know. Um, I guess we'll find Perfect. out. I'm not going to say a word about it, and, and we'll find out if he listens or not. So so um, allergies are not your pit, so that's good. No, they're not. But anyway, just to comment on that, yes, Chris is the most patient, the most patient human being on the planet. There is not a better person to be matched with me on the planet because I'm a lot. So, and I admit that I understand. No. And anyway, we're a good team though. It works well for us. So, um, my pit and peak. Okay. Let's see. So after we podcasted last week, the program filled up officially mm -hmm. in like, a like I always release it to the girls in the program first for them to get a chance to really secure their spot. And then I release it to the public usually after 24 hours. 
and we were full in like three days or something crazy. I can't even remember, but like I was floored. So that was really exciting in the same day, Chris got his promotion, which was really exciting because he's waited very patiently for it and it's much, much deserved. And anyway, we just had a lot to celebrate. So it was a very, very exciting week. Um, my pit, um, honestly, I would say is, um, like that. I feel like really out of shape these days. And I don't know why it's so weird. Like I've really been struggling with my workouts and I feel like I've been purposefully avoiding the cardio days, like yeah. really avoiding them. And then I feel like the cardio days that I do go to, I absolutely die and I can't mm. understand it. I'm like, what is happening now? I look around and everybody else is like, like after the workout, I have arms and legs spread like a starfish laying on the ground. <laughs> I need at least three minutes to recoup before I move. Um, okay. and I do look around and I see other people that feel that way, but I'm just like, okay, are these workouts getting harder or am I getting out of more out of shape? It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. know if it's like I'm in a rut or maybe I need to have my protein or just maybe have a carb before I, I it could, literally could be anything. Maybe I'm dehydrated. I need more water. I need more sleep. I need, that's the thing yeah. about it. It's just, there's so many factors you just don't know. So I'm just trying mm-hmm. to ride it out and trying to consciously not avoid the cardio days. Cause I really have found myself only going to the strength days because yeah. I'm with them. And, and I mean, better. and that's like, okay, well, first let me just throw this out here because this will make you feel better. Um, high allergies. I know that you're saying you don't feel them, but like the pollen count and things like that really do like affect the oxygen flow and yada, yada. And I could go into it, but like when it's pouring, just know that it does affect you because I'm feeling the same way when it comes to the cardio conditioning. And the other thing that's interesting that you say that is because you said earlier, like in the podcast, that, um, you were kind of thinking like, maybe you need to like incorporate OTF back into your routine because cardio conditioning and muscular, um, conditioning are so different. Like when you, I'm curious, like when you say that you feel out of shape, like, can you define that? Can you like pinpoint that a little bit more like deconditions? Like, what does that mean to you? It means that my heart rate is elevated and takes so much more time to come down because I am dying. (laughs) I like the rest, the allocated rest times, which really Mm -hmm. truthfully aren't very long. They're usually 15 to 20 seconds. I look at my watch to see where I'm at. And I'm still like today, I was still at 182 after 15 seconds of standing, doing nothing. And then she, you know, cued to, to go to the next movement. And I'm just standing there and she walks up, she's like, come on, Jules. And I was like, I, I swear, I really do need a minute. I'm my heart rate is way too high. Let it come down for a second. And then once it hits like 179, I'm like, all right, ready to roll. But like, I, I feel it. I feel it here in my chest and I feel it in my heart. Mm -hmm. And then I look down and it's confirmed by my heart rate. So that's really what I mean. And it's just taking so much longer for it to recover. So it's just not coming down like it normally does. So Um, like, what about your weights? Do you feel like you're still picking up the same weights? Are you still picking up heavier weights? Like where are you at? I feel like I'm, I've been grabbing like five pounds less on everything. Like if I pick up a 25, I'm grabbing the 20. Um, I just haven't been feeling like a strong or like, I don't know what's up. Like the heavier weights have been feeling very heavy to me. Very heavy. Yeah. It's interesting. And I mean, 
like you said the word rut and it's really funny because like we're sitting here like we should talk about like being in a rut and I'm like well let's talk about you know this but this conversation kind of is both like talking about being in a rut and like what that means and then I'm sitting here trying to give you advice on it but there's so many factors that go into it that you're saying because every individual is so unique and I do the same thing. Like I'm sitting here. I went for a run today for the first time outdoors and I made an Instagram story about it. And I was like, it's been seven years, really. It's been like eight months, but it feels like it's been seven years. It's like, why the hell does it take so long for you to build up the cardio conditioning? And then it takes such a quick amount of time for you to digress and to lose it. Right. Okay. And it, it's like, it, it's beyond it's beyond frustrating. And I almost feel the same way where it's like, I'm kind of in rut because I've been just snowboarding and hiking and weightlifting and I haven't had the cardio conditioning. And now I'm like, Oh my God, I'm about to get back under the orange lights and I'm going to have to demo six exercises and run around the class and cue. And I'm like genuinely scared. But I do have to say, like, I feel like the reason, at least my, like part of my why is to be able to do the things that you just said, like going hiking and snowboarding and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. like you can do those things with enjoyment to me, that says that you are in pretty good cardio shape. Maybe you're not in coaching cardio shape because like, obviously I don't think people realize just how like taxing coaching is to your body. Like just like gets like 25,000 mm -hmm. steps a day when she coaches like my oh, yeah. Allie, Allie, who's part of our program, our nutrition educator, also a personal trainer. We're Apple watch friends. She has no less than 18,000 steps on a bad day. Like it mm -hmm. is insane. The amount of steps a, a personal trainer gets. Yeah. Um, and then it's like your body gets used to that. And I have talked about that before too. Like when we talk about variable metrics and steps, your body gets used to it. So it's like on those days where I was coaching five classes, whatever. And I was like hitting minimum 12,000 to 20,000 steps a day. My body got used to that as its baseline. So like when I started doing nothing because the world shut down and I'm confined into my, you know, 10 by 12 bedroom. And like, what am I going to do? March in place. My dog is like, what the hell are you doing? Um, let's just be real. It's not the same level of conditioning. So it's like my body and my baseline has shifted now. So being in a rut, I can't just expect my body to go right back to where it was. Like I have to build in a different way. Um, and that's, I think a very important important for people to know the same thing is not going to work over and over and over again. Right. Like, I mean, okay. Think about it. We've both been in, um, yo-yo kind of things, right? Like we lost a lot of weight. We gained it. And this is like long, I'm not talking last couple of years. I'm talking our whole lives, right? Mm -hmm. Like what worked for you when you were playing sports, what worked for you when you had all of these stimuli is not you today because a your grown ass woman your body and your hormones are different um and there's so many other external factors like have you been moving a lot with your other job as much as like you used to be on the run going uh-oh jess did you miss what i said uh-huh as much as you have you been moving oh. your job as much as you and then you cut out Oh, like as much as you used to. So like, you know, you used to go to like lunches. Like I would always call you like, oh, I'm, I'm headed to a lunch. I'm headed to a showing. Right. So like, you don't do that as much right now. Right. No, definitely not. Yeah. A so it's like even that scary. Yeah. So even that kind of shift in baseline for you mm -hmm. is like, now my body's asking more of me, but you have a treadmill in your basement, miss. So what's I know. up? Listen, I know. And it's just straight up excuses. Like I just, don't want to get on it. I don't, which is why I'm literally willing to pay for a whole nother membership just to get my butt there, to have the accountability of paying for something that I'm going to have to show up to. So yeah. it's just, you know, cause it's one of those things with like, 
if I have two memberships and I know I'm using this, you know, burn for my strength, and then I'm using my orange theory for my endurance and I'm paying for, you know, eight times a month that I know I have to go two times a week. Like I'm paying for it. So if I don't go, it's Mm-hmm. Waste. And it's a thing. So it's about accountability. There's definitely science behind that. But anyway, yeah, it's just been like, um, it's just hard because it's like, you know, you're sitting here giving me advice. And the reality is it literally could be anything. Maybe it's my hormone, could be my period, could be my dehydration levels, which honestly I have been. It's not good. My water drinking has been so subpar lately. It's just the last thing I think about. And I don't have like a thirst, like unless I'm hot outside or working out, those are the only two times I crave water. If I'm sitting at a desk, I'm usually a little cold. Like my body, like just like, even if it's like a little warm in here, if I'm just sitting, not moving, like I'm a little cold. I'm not really like wanting a water. Like, I don't know if anybody else relates to that, but yeah. um, Like just craving vodka, same. Yeah. So, um, but it's, you know, it's hard. Like, I feel like it's always hard to give advice when, um, why are you laughing? what I do? Did you hear what I said? No. You cut <laughs> out and I just moved on. So I didn't have to say, Jess, you cut out. What'd you say again? <laughs> you said, you said, we're just sitting here on our couch, whatever. And I was like, yeah, just like craving vodka. And you're like, yeah. yeah. So like, <laughs> just so casual. I heard craving and then nothing after it. So I just moved on anyway. Um, well, I'm a jerk. Yeah, no, I'm not craving vodka. I actually don't like vodka. Fun fact, um, but you can, and no judgment. So, um, but yeah, what I was saying is just in, in general, the health and wellness industry, I'm sure you all know when you start sharing your journey publicly or when you're on a journey and people start finding out what, what is the first thing that starts to happen? Jess, any guesses? Um, 50,000 pieces of unsolicited advice, 100% every single time. Somebody has a comment like every time. Oh, how many, how many, I remember you made a TikTok one time about like someone DMing you about like fit tea or something like that. Um, so it's like, it was funny because when, especially for you, like when you started to kind of gain like a little bit more of a following and following with your fitness, I'm sure there was 50 million people who had advice for you. And how, please tell me out of those 50 million pieces of advice, how many of them were the same piece of advice? Oh my gosh. So many, just like I get, and it, you know, it just comes with the territory, you know, which is why this can get hard. Like I used to be the type of person that I wanted to answer everybody. And I still do want to answer everybody by got to the point where I was staying up till 1am to do it. Chris was starting to get onto me. He's like, you don't talk to me. This is ridiculous. We have to have boundaries. And so I did have to stop answering my DMS. Unfortunately, all like not all of them, but you know, it's the same. It, I post one thing and it could be, let's say I post about, um, being a little sore. And then in my DMS, it's 55 messages about a lot of the same, but then like also different variations of advice about what to do when you're sore. And I don't hate it because obviously it comes with the territory of this world. And I love sharing. And I do, I, what the messages I read, I enjoy reading them. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Never knew that. Hmm, That's interesting. Oh, we love a little witchcraft, like little, like (laughs) a lot of like, everybody has their little remedies, you know? Oh, you should, you know, um, put your finger on your forehead and spin in a circle three times and you'll feel better. Like everybody's got like their, their things. And, um, it's kind of interesting to hear them, but I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm never just like, I don't want to hear another piece of unsolicited advice today. Like I just can't, Mm -hmm. especially when I talk about things like 
my medical journey or when I'm in a plateau or when I'm struggling. So it's like when I'm struggling, the unsolicited advice is through the roof. And I know it's because people care, of course, but like Mm -hmm. as someone who's like receiving all of it, I'm like, oh, this is not why I was talking about this, but that's, yeah. And like, and the biggest thing with that, see, like I'm on the opposite side of the token. I get tons of unsolicited advice, but mine is different. Like I hear a million different things. And what's hard is for me. And I've like thought about this. Okay. So this is what like originally made me think of this. I'm at my grandfather's house right now in South Carolina. And I was having kind of a conversation with him. And like, what I noticed is that the older I get, the more I seek advice from people who have a life experience on something I have a question about. Right. So like, I'm looking into buying some property right now. And so I'm seeking the advice of like my, my dad's side of the family, my mom's side of the family, you know, just seeking different advice on it. And everybody has a different opinion, which is funny because like, I'm at the place where I don't even know what I think about the subject. So everybody's unsolicited opinion is like, oh my God, what am, what do I even think? I don't even know what I think anymore because so many people's advice is bombarding me. Right. And so it kind of made me like sit down and think like, okay, what is the source of the advice I'm seeking? And not only what is the source of the advice, but what do they have to gain from it? So mm-hmm. this, this of course, attributes to health and wellness. And I think that that is relatable to everybody, but I'm going to give the example of the house and this could be your fitness and your health and wellness journey. Okay. So my mom lives in Florida. My dad lives in Georgia. So I asked my mom, Hey, I've been really torn. Do I want to invest in a beachside property or do I want to invest in a mountainside property? Now let's say this is Julie. And she's saying, do I want to invest in orange theory or do I want to invest more in burn boot camp? Okay. So I'm just giving a comparison. So FYI, if somebody asked me that the first thing I would think is, Hmm, where would I more like to visit them at? Yes, exactly. And that's exactly my point is that people have like their own agenda and it's not like with malicious intent at all, but they have their own agenda. So my mom, of course, Jessica, buy the beachfront property. It's going to be easier for you to rent out. It's going to be more maintainable. The family can come and visit, right? She's in Florida. Duh, what does she benefit from? I'm closer to her. doesn't matter that, you know, the taxes are higher and that I have to risk a hurricane blowing my house away, right? That happens every other month. Um, and then, you know, I asked my dad his advice. Dad, should I buy a cabin up in North Georgia or should I look for a beachfront property in him? Well, Georgia, you know, we have state taxes here. So you've got to think about this and da-da-da. So like he has all this different advice, but at the end of the day, duh, he wants me to be closer to him. So it's kind of funny because I was like taking a shower thinking about this and I was like, it's so interesting that no matter who you go to for advice, whether it is like all the same thing or all different things, like you really have to ask yourself, what is their perspective on it? And that way you take things with a grain of salt because health and wellness is the same thing. Don't eat carbs, avoid this, do the Adkins diet, do this diet, do that diet. And it's like, well, are you telling me to do that diet because it actually works? Or are you telling me to do that diet? Because for you, you don't miss bread. You don't miss sweets. You don't miss cheese when like your girl's got a big cheese tooth and I am not skipping out on dairy. So especially in a world too of like online health coaches And, um, you know, it kind of sucks to be launching something like what we're doing during a time when like the MLM world and the health coach world Mm -hmm. 
online that of people who are not certified to be giving advice and are giving a lot of advice that, and there's a lot of like things you can say, and then there's a lot of things you shouldn't say, or you can't say. And that's something like as someone who is the organizer of a company who, you know, is kind of based around like, you know, the health and wellness world. I think that we get a lot of times like put into this category of like fake health coaches because I'm not certified, but the reality is, is I don't do the advice giving I'm yeah, the person right. going through it with everyone else. And that's why we bring the professionals in. But like, I, I kind of like agree, you know, you do have to be careful. Who are you taking advice from? Who are these people? Mm-hmm. What are they selling you? What's the intention behind it? And kind of just, what are they gaining? Like, what is their incentive? You know? Right. Totally. So it's, you know, and especially being a big girl, you get targeted online. You do. People are like, Oh, I know. I, I see you probably want to lose weight. Oh, really? Where'd you see that? Nowhere. You just saw my body and decided I, (laughs) I probably want to lose weight. You know what happens to people all the time. It's so inappropriate and it sucks. So, um, it's, that's why I think that you're so relatable though in so many ways is because like at least with our group and like it's I wanted to say this earlier when we were talking about filling up the next round of the program um it's just like watching where we've grown to and like what the girls are getting out of it now and what the girls are contributing to the rest of the community it's amazing and that's what's like great about it because you know we, I do see girls constantly giving each other advice in the oh my gosh, Slack yeah. channels but it's like from a place of love because you're on the same walk right so it's not oh. like hey I'm a fit personal trainer and I've already won fitness and here's yeah. my advice for you because why? Right. But it's like, I, I want people to be healthier. Duh. It's great. But like when it comes from you, like, and I see anything come from you, like the genuine, like, Oh no, you out right as you were complimenting me. You got to repeat it. I said that when it's coming from you, like the gen, the genuity, I don't know what that word is. Someone like thinks I'm a real idiot when they listen to these genuinity, genuineness. I don't know. Genuineness. I don't know. Whatever. Sorry guys. Uh Um, We're going to have to look into that. I know someone's like shaking their head right now. Uh Um, This is me on the mic all the time, by the way, you guys. So like when it comes from you, it's from a place of love because it's not even like saying, Hey, I'm certified and I have letters after my name and I know what to do, but it's, Hey, I've been there. I'm still there. This is what I'm doing. And maybe it'll help you. Maybe it doesn't work for you. And that's okay too. But I think that like, that's the kind of like, quote unquote advice that I'm seeking. Well, and it's funny. I always kind of, when I give advice, I always say at the end of it, I said, that's just what worked for me. And if that doesn't, I always ask, does that resonate with you? Because at the end of the day, if I'm sitting there, you know, giving all of this advice and that person's like, this is not going to work for me. Like, then we need to go back to the drawing board and together, put our heads together and figure out maybe how to, how to get out of a bad situation. That's, and that's a lot of what the, the one-on-ones look like in the program is, you know, they all look different, but like when somebody comes to me with a specific challenge and they say, this is my main struggle, let's say it's confidence, then I'll go through and I'll say, this is actually step-by-step what I have done personally Mm -hmm. that has helped me does this resonate with you? And it's either a yes or a no, you know, and you have to, you know, and I always say, you're not going to hurt my feelings. This is your time to use. I want it to benefit you. So if this does not resonate with you, let's, let's find a plan for you that's going to work and is going to help and is going to be actionable because I think that's what everybody seeks when they ask for advice is at least I know that's what I seek. 
is mm -hmm. actionable things that I can do to be better. I don't want right. to just hear from someone that's like, yeah, I don't know. I just woke up and, and I just, you know, this and that, and this like metaphorical stuff. And you're like, great. But like, how can I do that? Like, tell me what step one, two, three, four, five, like, give me the steps of what I need to do to at least try to get on a better path of more confidence or losing weight or whatever it is. Um, right. so yeah, but advice giving is always something that I'm very careful about. And I am someone who defaults to try to like, I'm a problem solver. So yeah. when somebody comes to me with like something, they may not explicitly say, I would like help with this, but they'll say it. And I'll be like, Oh, I know blah, 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 blah. Just like yeah, 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 human yeah. nature, you know? So I try to be more mindful of, well, would you like my advice? I always try mm -hmm. to ask that. Would you like my advice? Like, or can I give you some unsolicited advice? Or, you know, I try to be like myself <laughs> in the, you know, do you want this? Like give them the option of saying, no, I actually don't want any advice. I just yeah. want to prevent. So sometimes yes, be a listener first. That is why we have two ears and one mouth, honey. You know what's also um, interesting, Jess? This has nothing to do with this, but it's just another kind of like rule of thumb that I've um, been trying to do more. Is right, you know, when you're upset and you want to call a friend and talk about something, you're like, blah 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 blah. This happened. Blah, blah. But I've tried to stop myself and say, Hey, I really feel like I need to vent. Do you have the emotional capacity to listen? Um, and ask that question before I start dumping, because you don't know what the person on the receiving end mm -hmm. is going through and your dumping on them might, you know, escalate things that they have going on in their life. So yeah, I've really tried very to true. stop and ask that question before I'm like, you know, just calling and they answer. And then they're like, okay, I thought you were calling to say, Hey, but I guess not. You know what I mean? So I really yes. want to be mindful of that. Do you do that? Are you a venter? So like, I mean, you know, I keep my circle close. If I'm going to vent, it's like to you, yeah. but, um, I am very much like, I feel like when I vent to people that I'm adding to their problems. So it's hard. I'm more of a seeker. So like, I feel like for you, even like, I'll come to you with a problem and I'll kind of be like, what's your perspective? Because like when I'm seeking advice, I'm speaking, I'm speaking, I'm seeking perspective and I'm seeking ambiguity and self-awareness more than like a step-by-step -step advice, because I I can get very, like I have blinders on and I think I'm right. I'm like, I know I'm right. I'm so type A, like who's right me, but it really does help when I, you know, allow myself to hear other people's perspectives because that's how you're going to grow. And yeah. then my, I'm going to put you on the spot because I am so curious. Um, being in this position that you're in, like, obviously you are giving advice. I think most of the time it is solicited, but like, how are you about taking your own advice? Oh girl. It's hard. I'm not going to lie. Like I, there are like specific things that I struggle with taking my own advice on. Number one, do you want to guess what number one is? Actually don't guess. You might hurt my feelings. I know. <laughs> number one is water. Water is my number one thing that like, I'm always telling guys, you need to hydrate. You need to hydrate. And then I'm over here like a dehydrated little whore. So a prune. <laughs> Yeah. But I also openly say that I go, there's no one in this program. Who's a worse water drinker than me, by the way, because I'm not, there might be me. Um, <laughs> right. So I just really, really struggle with my water intake, but, yeah. um, but yeah, I, I do struggle taking my own advice sometimes, but I also, I love a rule of thumb. Like I'm someone mm -hmm. who I have in my older age realized that I love, I just really respect a rule. 
of thumb. Now I don't really like rules in general, but I love a rule of thumb. So if I, you know, say to myself, okay, like I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A and I'm going to either get a piece of fried chicken and fruit, or I'm going to get a grilled chicken and French fries. Like it's not both it's either, or like, I have these like set rules for myself with like pretty Mm -hmm. much everything. And I always really respect that. So a lot of it, like when I do give advice is things that I genuinely do. And when I say something and like, don't listen to my own advice, I openly admit, Hey, like, I just want you to know I'm a little bit of a hypocrite when it comes to like this topic, but there are certainly times where I have to stop and I'm going through something and I have to say, what would I say to one of my girls that Mm -hmm. came to me with this? And I have to give myself perspective. So that's once I stop and ask myself that that's when I can kind of, it's like a grounding tool really. And I'm able to say, okay, all right, let's go back to reality. What would I say to somebody? This is what I'd say. Okay. Well then this is what I'm going to do. So, yep. Agreed um, with that. I think I have an alter ego. Like I literally, when I'm in a cut or like I'm in a bulk or like I'm doing something very specific, I'll be like, what would coach Jess do? Because like I have coach Jess who is just like fitness queen. And then I have like gamer girl, Jess, who is just like lazy queen, who just like, I will get into Yes. So it's like, I feel like I even have alter egos. And sometimes I have to have a conversation with myself and I'm like, all right, coach Jess, let's give ourselves some advice because like, you know, exactly what you're supposed to be doing, Mm -hmm. you know, but like, you're not. So, um, like you have your rule of thumb, which is so funny because I'm going to Google rule of thumb when we get off this call, because I don't think I've ever really like heard that. Um, I know it's a thing. Like, I know it's a thing, but like, I think I've only like heard it in like a movie or something. I've never used it. So I'm gonna Google that. But, um, but it's funny because I'm like, yeah, I don't have rules of thumb, but I have like my split personality who I sometimes need to check in with. It's true though. Like, I think everybody kind of feels that way. Like I am the most motivated person you've ever met. I also can be the laziest person you've ever met. So, you know, it's just, it's all balance. I like to think at least, but um, oh my gosh, Jess, I had something so good to say and I lost it. I completely forgot what it was going to be. And now I'm going to kick myself for it because as soon as we like stop recording, we're going to remember and be like, you're going to text me. I'm going to be like, Nope, sorry. Save it. Yeah. Save it for next week. But, um, yeah, all, all of this to say, you know, just try to keep your heart your, your cards close to your chest. That's better, which is something I'm working on right now. Cause I'm not that type of person. I'm very out there. I want everybody to know all my business. I don't care. I talk about my nipple hair, like on Instagram, <laughs> my mom probably wants to die and wear a paper bag <laughs> when she goes grocery shopping. Like my mom is mortified by me. Can't believe I talk about the things that I do, but like, I, I am trying to like have my cards a little closer to my chest. Um, but you know, when there is something that needs to be personal to you and there are things that you feel like if you share, if somebody says something is going to be very kind of like unhealthy or like you don't want to hear it or you're not in the headspace to hear it, like then that's when you should keep those cards close. But when Mm -hmm. there is something you are seeking advice, like just be clear with your intentions, even when you are posting something, if you're somebody that has like a Finstagram, like and you were posting something like, Hey, just so you guys know, like you could say it up front. I'm not saying this because I want advice. So please don't send it. Um, yeah. So, you know, you can do things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. but I will say like, um, and going, this is going way back Jess, but 
um, you had said like in your older age, you seek advice more from people like who you love and trust and respect. Like some of the best advice I ever got in my life was when I was going through a really tough time in high school, I found out that we couldn't afford for me to go to college. And the first thing I did, I, you know, was cry obviously. And then, um, after I stopped crying, I went over to the barbecue restaurant that I worked at and I went to my boss and I said, hi, I need more hours, please. And I will take anything you can give me. I can't go to college and need to pay for it. It's not an option for me. So I need, you know, everything you can give me. And I'm crying obviously when I'm saying this, by the way, cause you know, I'm that kind of person. <laughs> and, um, you know, he gave me some of the best advice I'll take with me for the rest of my, my life. And it was, I want you to choose three. He said, yes, I'll give you a few more hours. You can't have the full-time hours because you're in high school, but I want you to go home and think about three people that you love and respect and would trade places with in life. And I want you to go to those three people and ask them what they would do if they were in your situation. And that, and I listened of course, and I did it. And that single piece of advice changed the course of the rest of my life. No joke. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be dramatic and I'm not going to go into details because this podcast will last another hour and a half, but, (laughs) um, it, it really, really changed my life. So if you are ever again, another rule of thumb, but if you are ever going through a tough time and you look at me giving advice on the podcast about not liking solicited advice, but (laughs) the best advice I can give you to add to your rule of thumb rule book would be, if you're ever going through a really tough time, choose three people in your life that you would trade places with and ask them what they would do. And I think that's, you know, Mm -hmm. some of the best advice you can give. I don't, I, I don't take advice from people who I wouldn't trade places with. I just don't. Um, it's just about, I love that. It's, it's just, think about it, you know? So, um, do you think, do you think that I could like find Kris Jenner's number online or how do I get a hold of her? That's actually a great question. Um, (laughs) I I can't help you, but yeah, Kris Jenner would definitely be in in my top three too. Truthfully, that knows how to make shit happen. Let me just say that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like screw Kim and Courtney, honey. I want to be the leader. Let's go. Don't even, we can't even get in the Kardashian conversation because I love them so much. And I'm so ashamed of how much I love them. You and me both girl. I'm the reality trash TV queen. So, um, it's my guiltiest pleasure. It's how I spend my free time when I have it. Um, and I love every second of all of the trashiness. Um, I also, oh my gosh, I totally, okay. This is how we're going to end Jess. I literally, it's a shame that such good things happened to me last week that I had to have them as my, as my, um, peak because I, my secondary good week I'll end on this is I freaking downloaded an app on my phone. Do you remember? I know you remember Nokia phones. Oh, duh. Okay. I downloaded this app on my phone. It is called snake 97. Okay. And when you open the app up, I'm going to show Jess what it looks like, but I'll describe it. My (gasps) phone looks like a Nokia phone. Like your whole screen turns into a Nokia phone buttons and all, and it is ready for you to start your new game of snake. And the buttons are the same four, six, eight to maneuver around. 
and I have been playing snake and it's the best thing. I'm glad we're making productive use of our time, ladies. <laughs> you know what? It's a stress reliever. You can do it in the bathtub. You can do it. It's a mindless thing. It's I'm, I just, anyway, we should all compare high scores. I'm very competitive. I like to do that. So like holler at us, maybe con- I don't know how to comment on a podcast, but I'm pretty sure you can. So like go download it, play it, and then comment on this podcast and tell us what your high score is. Um, that'll be funny for anybody like who's stumbling upon our podcast for the first time. Let me go read some reviews. And it's all just like 10,948. Like they're going to be like, wow, you what? have some high expectations for the squad. I'm just saying anyway. Um, so that is what I'll leave you guys with Jess. You have to download it. It's amazing. You, she was like fraying her like face and her nose. And then I turned the phone around and showed her and she actually gasped. So yeah, that's awesome. She, that she is didn't awesome. know how great that was going to be. So that was actually a highlight of my week. Um, that's my new peak. <laughs> that's my peak. It's just going to be my peak probably for the next three weeks. So just hang in there, bear with me until I get over it. And then I delete the app because I'm spending too much time on it. So um anyway with that being said y'all have a great friday take care of yourself it is springtime enjoy the nice weather that i'm hoping you're having at this point we're certainly having it um, yes um but take care of yourself have a great weekend and we will talk to you next week stay sexy stay sexy bye